Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The Church of God was not manifested until the New Testament age. It occupies many pages, even chapters of New Testament Scripture. But though it was never spoken of directly in the Old Testament, the pictures and types of the Church embedded in the Old Testament are the richest and finest. Such a picture of the church from the book of Exodus is our focus on today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. We have another wonderful message today that's going to illuminate one of the great features of the New Testament revelation from the book of Exodus. Bob Danker has joined us again. Bob, I'm glad you could be here. Quite a program in front of us today. Yes, Chris. As always, it's a great pleasure to be with you. Bob, we've been looking at the details of the priestly garments from Exodus 28. And we come to an item today called the breastplate. It's described in verses 15 and 16 of chapter 28 in Exodus. Let me read verse 15. And you shall make a breastplate of judgment, the work of a skillful workman, like the work of the ephod you shall make it, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine-twined linen you shall make it. Uh, Bob, tell us a little bit about the breastplate and what it typifies in God's New Testament economy. Well, Chris, the major contents of God's economy are, of course, Christ and the church. The center of God's economy and also the circumference of God's economy is Christ himself. Christ is everything in God's economy. So in Exodus chapter 28, we first have the ephod. And the ephod is a type of Christ, the God-man, in his two natures, divinity and humanity. And in these two natures, Christ expresses God in his divine glory and his human beauty. Well, Christ is the center of God's economy, but the goal of God's economy is the church as the body of Christ. This church is the enlargement and the reproduction of Christ. Of course, as the body of Christ, the church must be the same as Christ in life and in nature, so that the church can express Christ just as a man's body expresses the man who dwells in this body. So the ephod in Exodus 28 is a type of Christ as the expression of God, and the breastplate is a type of the church as the body of Christ. And in this picture, we can see that the breastplate is attached to the ephod. It's fastened to the ephod. And together, the ephod and the breastplate are a very excellent picture of Christ and the church, which are the two greatest mysteries in God's economy. 
Uh, it's a wonderful picture. We're going to hear, I think, Witness Lee in this coming portion even use the uh, phrase, the finest picture of the church in all of Scripture. That's quite a recommendation for this portion of uh, the Old Testament. Let's go to it right now. Here's Witness Lee. We come to the uh, breastplate. Have you ever thought that the breastplate is the finest revelation concerning the church? Eva refers to Christ. And the breastplate refers to the church. This means you have a very fine picture of Christ with the church. Upon Christ there is this breastplate. And what is this? This is the church. In this chapter, chapter 28, the first thing is the breastplate. Now, what is the use, the function of the breastplate? Here you have the term, the breastplate of the judgment. Here the judgment means what? Means for God's people to know God's living. The breastplate of judgment actually means the breastplate of leading. Are you going to know God's leading? You need it out of judgment. You have to judge what is the flesh. You have to judge what is the self. You have to judge what is the old man. You have to judge what is the worldness. You have to judge what are the things of the flesh. And you have to judge what is the mind set upon the flesh. You have to judge. And this kind of judging is just a kind of a clearing up, a lot of judgment to judge, to clean away all the dirt. Then firstly, you have this kind of cleaning. And then lastly, you have a passive judgment. And the passive judgment is just a decision. So, <laughs> the princely garments, strictly speaking, are not merely for covering their nakedness, for their health, for their beauty, but for the Lord's leading. We all know, after the tabernacles built up and the priestly garments were made, then they began to take their journey in the wilderness. What way? What was the leading? The high priest had to go into the tabernacle with the breastplate. It was through the breastplate they got God's leading. So they journeyed according to that breastplate. Well, Bob, as we've been talking about and seeing today, the high priest wore the breastplate, and the breastplate was attached to this unique garment called the ephod. Why do we say that the breastplate typifies the church just as the ephod typifies Christ? Well, Chris, we can say that the breastplate typifies the church because on the breastplate there were 12 
precious stones, and each one of these stones was set in a gold setting, and on each stone there was engraved a name of one of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. This is a picture of the church. These twelve precious stones with the names of the twelve tribes engraved on them signify all the redeemed people of God who have been transformed by the Holy Spirit and have been built together to become one entity. This is a marvelous picture of what the church is. The precious stones are not created directly by God, but they are transformed from things that God created. For example, a diamond is produced from plain carbon, which is one of the elements God created. When you put this carbon under intense heat and pressure for a long period of time, a diamond is produced. A diamond is a precious stone, and it is produced by transformation of an element that God created. In this case, it was carbon. The precious stones in the breastplate signify the believers in Christ who have been transformed by the Holy Spirit. And this matter of transformation by the Holy Spirit is a major subject in the New Testament. This signifies that the church is produced by transformation from something natural to something divine. As components of the church, we, the believers, were created by God out of dust. But this man of dust must be transformed in his nature by the divine nature of Christ through the working of the Holy Spirit. Then he can become a precious stone for the building of the church. Precious stones are individual stones, but in the breastplate they are not divided. Rather, they are each placed in a gold setting. These gold settings signify the divine nature of Christ. And now there's one more detail that I would like to point out. The twelve precious stones on the breastplate were arranged in four rows of three stones each. In the Bible, the number twelve, composed of four times three, signifies the mingling of the triune God, who is the number three, with his creature man, signified by the number four. Therefore, in the church, the believers in Christ should be transformed, they should be mingled with the triune God, and built together in Christ's divinity to be one entity. And this is all portrayed in the picture in Exodus 28 of the breastplate. The function of the breastplate primarily was to indicate God's leading to God's people after Moses died. Joshua was appointed by God to be the leader of God's people after the death of Moses, and Joshua was to go to the priest who had the breastplate with the Urim and the Thummim, and he was to inquire of the priest, who was then to inquire of God concerning God's leading for the people. In our experience, finding God's leading in our lives is related to our willingness to accept God's judgment. God's judgment can be found in his word. If we put our concepts, our desires, our goals, even our entire natural man on the cross, and we allow God to judge these things in us, then we will find it easy to know God's leading. Many times 
God can't reveal his will to us clearly because we hold on to our own will. You take the uh, example of the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He put his own will on the cross. He judged his own will, and that opened the way for him to know the will of the Father, that he would go to the cross and die to accomplish God's redemption. The principle is the same with us. If we want to know God's will, we must accept God's judgment on everything related to our own will, our own desires, our own thoughts, so that the way could be open for God to reveal his will to us. Bob, in this section just ahead, we're going to see another aspect that's typified by the breastplate related to God's leading. This is a very profound point coming up. Here's Witness Lee. What is the breastplate? The leading. The Lord's leading. And the church actually are one. The breastplate is not only the first piece of the priestly government. It is the center of the entire priest garment. The priest garment is a long rule to cover the entire naked body. Then, upon the robe, you have a tunic. It's just like a coat, a little longer than jacket. Then, upon this tunic is the ephod. Then, upon the ephod, you have two shoulder pieces, which may be called the shoulder plates with the twelve names and two pieces of precious stone. Then you have the breastplate comprising twelve precious stones with all the names. And this is the spiritual heavenly divine tablet of judgment. Eventually, God's leading comes out of this. So, this is the very center of the priestly garments. And what is the center? This is the church. And what is the significance of the effort? Christ. That's Christ. Upon Christ, with Christ, is the church. God today tells us how to do, what to do, by the church, with the church. The church is God's leading. The church bears all the alphabets for God to show his leading. Bob, we've come to a point now that I think requires us to be careful, clear, and thorough. The breastplate was for receiving the Lord's leading, yet it's a clear type of the church. Um, in what sense do we need the church to receive the Lord's direction and leading? And I ask this because, in a very real sense, this kind of runs very much against our, especially us Americans, our American independent way and culture that we bring forward into the church, into our walk with the Lord, doesn't it? Yes, Chris. Most of us view ourselves as individual believers who are seeking to know God's will for our life as an individual. This is just our natural way of doing it. But we don't realize that knowing God's will and finding God's leading are related to the church. And this is portrayed very clearly in the picture of the breastplate. The breastplate was the breastplate of judgment. And the breastplate is a type of the church. 
and God's will and God's leading was made known to the high priest through the twelve stones that were on the breastplate, with two additional components called the Urim and the Thummim. When these stones, which had the names of the children of Israel engraved on them, were either enlightened or lightened or shining or, whether, or, or when they became dark, this was uh, an indication of God's leading concerning his people. Here we can see that knowing God's will is related to knowing the church. If we are not in the church in a proper way, if our relationship to the church is not proper, and we are not seeking for God's will in relation to the church, then we are in the wrong position, and we are. it's very difficult for us to know God's will. God's will is related to the church, and we can know his will for us as believers by reading, you may say reading, the church. For example, Paul wrote 13 epistles. How did he know what to write? Well, you read the epistle to Corinthians. Paul wrote something wonderful, but he did it according to the situation of the church in Corinth. And all the other epistles were written in that way, right? Paul was reading the church to know how God wanted him to speak. And the principle applies to all of us believers. We should not isolate ourselves from the church when we seek God's will. If we do, then we will find it difficult to know the will of God. Actually, the will of God is the church. God's will is to have the church, and he wants us to be a part of the church in a proper way and to live our life in the church as the body of Christ. Then, in this context, we can know the will of God for many, many things related to us as an individual. In so many details of our life, we like to know the will of God, but God will reveal his will concerning these things to us in the context of the church. Well, we've got a couple of uh, very short but meaningful points left in this last section. I want to remind our listeners of the verse we read at the beginning today, verse 15. Just this one phrase. This is important in this last section. Speaking of the breastplate, it says, Like the work of the ephod you shall make it, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen you shall make it. A similarity here between the breastplate and the ephod. Here's Witness Lee. The breastplate is squared and doubled. Squared means no defect. It means perfect. Doubled means two. Bearing a testimony. Okay. A perfect testimony. A span long and a span wide. What does this mean? Why here all of a sudden? It doesn't use cubits. In this world, it always use the measurement of cubit. But here, use the span. You know what the span? It has a significance that it is within the limit of the height. That means it doesn't stretch over the capacity, the ability of the hand. The church is altogether in the limit of Christ's hand. Christ's hand is altogether sufficient to take care of the church. The church is just a perfect testimony. 
within the capacity of Christ's care. The needs of the church cannot exceed the span of Christ. The church couldn't have an excuse that it is not a perfect testimony. Oh, today's Christians are taking too many excuses. Oh, the Lord knows our weakness, you know, in this modern age, who cannot do worldly? The Lord surely, forget about, we all go to heaven. Sometimes the preacher would even say, you people are living in the city of New York, New York is too sinful, of course, uh, you are living here, even I live, I'm living here, I cannot avoid all the temptations, the Lord knows this, and he is our sympathizing high priest, he sympathizes with us, all our weakness, so our weakness, your weakness, are just excuses. That means the Lord doesn't have it's bad to take care of us. The Lord's hand is much better than the evil things on this earth. Regardless, you are in a good city or in a bad city, evil city, moral city, the Lord's hand is able, is wide enough to preserve you, to keep you in His care. You would never be contaminated by any evil things. You may work in a company full of Bad things, full of temptations, don't excuse. This pan of his hand is unlimited. He says, care, no one can snatch any of my believers out of my hand. Do you think the evilness of today's world is more able than the hand of the Lord? We shouldn't believe that. No excuse. Rather, the more evil the situation you are in, the either to be a testimony of Jesus. We can be a perfect testimony of the Lord under any kind of situation because the hinds that take care of us is too wide. It's too able to give up this path. It's not some injuries. Well, Bob, this last section gave us a little information about how the breastplate was constructed and about its dimensions. The materials for the breastplate were the same as for the ephod. Bob, as a picture of the church, then, what does this show us in our relationship to Christ? Well, this is a wonderful picture. The materials of the ephod and the breastplate were the same, and the way they were made was the same. They were both made by weaving together various kinds of threads Mm -hmm. to make this part of the priest's garment. And they were the same in workmanship and in material. What does this indicate? This indicates that the church is the same as Christ in its formation and in its constituents. This is a wonderful point, and this is also portrayed in the picture of Adam and Eve in Genesis 2. How was Eve produced? She was produced out of Adam. The very constituent of Eve was the constituent of Adam. It was Adam's rib that was used to build Eve. So Eve was formed in the same way Adam was formed, and they both had the same elements that constituted them. This is a marvelous picture showing that Christ and the church are the same in the way they are formed and in their materials of which they are made. 
it's a delicate point. I liked Witness Lee's phrase. He said, we wouldn't say the church is Christ, but the church is the same of Christ in its essence, in its elements. A very rich point. I wish we had a lot more time to come back to this. We'll have to save that for another day. Let me ask you quickly one last point to comment on, Bob. Verse 16 says, speaking again of the breastplate, it shall be square and doubled, a span its length and a span its width. We know a span roughly equaled the dimension of a man's hand. How does this then play into this picture that we're seeing regarding the church, Bob? Well, this shows, Chris, that the care for the church itself is fully within the capacity of Christ's care. Anything that is bigger than our hand is hard for us to care for. Mm -hmm. The breastplate is one span wide and one span tall. That means it's fully within the capacity of Christ to care for the church and to make the church his testimony. You know, John 10.28 says that nothing can take us out of the hand of Christ. So we are in the hand of Christ. Christ cares for us within the capacity of his hand. And this hand is unlimited. Christ's capacity to care for us is unlimited. No matter what situation we may find ourselves in, we are still under the care of Christ, and we are not outside of his capacity to care for us and to make us his testimony, just as the church is the testimony of Christ. Boy, there's a lot in these, uh, in all of these points that we could spend hours talking about, Bob. I wish we had more time. I think the best thing we can do is what we normally do at this point in the program, and that is recommend that our listeners get the life study message to get into it for themselves. Uh, there's so much here. These life studies are just a treasure. Please join us as we continue to explore the book of Exodus together. Today for Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org slash ePublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.